God's house. Amen? You like it here? Praise God. I'm thankful for the freedom that we have here at the house. Amen? To allow the Holy Spirit to move. So many churches are so structured that uh, there's hardly room for the Holy Spirit to to get an inch. (laughs) Right? So I'm thankful. Thankful for the Holy Spirit and His power and His presence. Amen? I'm going to preach to you today, we put it on Facebook last night, The Secret to Great Power. How many would like to have a little more power in your life? Anybody? Because the enemy sometimes beat up on you some and you feel like, man, he's, he's, he's got my number today, you know? And there, there, is, there is a place in God, I believe, where, where you uh, can, can develop uh, more power in your life. And we're going to find out. James chapter 5, 16 is actually the, the, the secret right here. It's the formula. You want more power in your life. This scripture right here, the latter part of it, uh, is so powerful. We'll read the first part because it's, you know, an admonition to the body as well. But it says, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. That's good, but that'll preach right there even, won't it? In the body of Christ, we're confessing our faults to one another. We're not trying to hide stuff, sweep it under the, the rug. And that's one thing I love about this particular body is uh, we're pretty open here, aren't we? We don't just put on our churchy clothes and come to church and act like everything's wonderful and great. I know the ladies in their uh, meeting yesterday, they share openly with one another. And many of you have other uh, friends and brothers and sisters in Christ that you feel uh, that you can share with openly, right? Isn't that good? That's the way it ought to be. But here's the part we really want to, to uh, kind of focus in on today. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. Let's put woman in there too, okay? Are women important? Okay, so a righteous man or woman makes what? Tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. One more time. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Boy, that'll preach right there. Wow. How important is prayer? Very important. And yet, you know, it's something that I know uh, we we talk about uh, as Christians. We talk about in the church. But sadly, uh, many times we are kind of like the disciples that night in the garden, right? We don't do it. The flesh tries to overrule uh, the spirit man. But God is really calling me these last few months to prayer, to prayer. We're going to begin a series here today. We're going to have an interruption probably the next couple of weeks here, but we'll get back to it. We're going to look at some some prayers uh, that are in the Bible. But just want to say this today. Whatever success we might have here at this church uh, will be 90% because of prayer. Probably more, really. God does have to use individuals, so we do have a small, a small part. It might be more like 99%. You know, you wonder why a church is not uh, perhaps doing good. Maybe the saints aren't praying like we should. Amen? 
because again, right back to this scripture, God's word is true. When we pray fervently and heartfelt, it's amazing what God can do. You know, we try all these other things. I'll say it this way. We, we've, we've got too much attention to method, machinery, and resources, and too little uh, time spent on the greatest source of all, and that's prayer. We focus on uh, all of these other things, and yet uh, prayer is where we need to be focusing. Can I get an amen? At least one. Amen. Praise God. Prayer is so important in the dynamics of a church, and uh, God is, uh, I believe, going to raise up some prayer warriors here in this church. There are already some that are feeling the same uh, urgency that I am. In our minister's training class Tuesday night, we, we talked about it some. It's very, very important that you and I pray. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut the, to the chase today. Uh, this is the gist of the sermon. We need prayer warriors. We need prayer warriors in this church. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the sermon. I'm through. <laughs> no, okay. I'm messing with you today. That, that is the gist of it. But there's going to be a lot more. Okay, I do have a little more here. Hallelujah. I want to say this today. You are not here by accident. I consistently pray for God to bring men and women here to this church to find their place in the body of Christ so that this body can get stronger. Amen? Amen. And God has called in so many uh, uh, different ones that, that have a heart for ministry. And as a pastor, that just blesses me. You know, if you're, if you're here and you're in ministry in any way in this church, know this. You are prayed over. I'm not going to say every day because every once in a while I might miss. But I'm going to say just about every day you and your ministry are prayed over. I love, I love ministers. I have a heart for ministry and for ministers. We have young men and women here who are called into ministry, and wow, what a blessing they are. Give them a hand clap today. That's, wow. Hallelujah. We should be bombarding heaven for every one of them and their ministry. Amen? We should be, you know, here we, we're... You know, I hate to use the word smaller. In fact, I'm going to quit using that word. We are a blessed church, okay? And, and uh, it's not about small, large, medium. Uh, it's not sizes, right, like a shirt or something. It's, it's the church, this church, the body of Christ. We are blessed beyond measure with these ministries. And we should be so thankful and appreciative of every one of them and bombarding heaven. If you're not in ministry, you can be an intercessor, amen? You can be praying for them. Hallelujah. In fact, next week, one of our uh, young men and women that we've sent out from here will be back uh, sharing and preaching and getting ready to go to Africa here in October. So just a blessing, blessing. How many of you are praying for Golda? Amen. Going to Africa. Amen. Woo! She took uh, about three years ago, two or three years ago, went and dedicated one of the churches that we planted there in India. So just so proud of her and her heart for missions. But I'm back, back to the sermon here. I just want to throw that in today. I'm so thankful for uh, the ministries of this church, and we should be praying for them. Uh, if we look at this text in the original King James, this is the Amplified, but it says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you look at the word effectual, 
in the original Greek, that's energio, E-N-E-R-G-E-O. There it is. Powerful, producing a desired effect. How many know what energio reminds you? What does that remind you of? Energy, amen? Can prayer <laughs> take some work sometime? Amen. Prayer can sit when you're bombarding heaven and you're on your face. Anybody ever get loud when you're praying? Amen. Me too. When I'm doing battle against the enemy, you know, and again, it's not so necessarily the, the decibels of your, your voice being raised. It's just speaking the word of God, is it not? But it says the effectual, the energio, a heartfelt prayer, the fervent prayer. That's ectinos, without ceasing, continued with great intensity. In other words, don't stop. Keep it up. Amen? The effectual, fervent prayer. Keep on keeping on. Of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. In fact, I think Dake or one of them says like a dynamo. Anybody ever been to uh, Hoover Dam? Anybody ever been down inside there? Got one hand over here, maybe. Okay. Yeah, okay. I've been there. Maybe you've been there. Well, down inside there, I had a tour one time. Down inside of there, there's big, big old generators just generating. Uh, as that water comes across the dam, it's producing thousands and millions of, of voltage and power to feed plumb to, I believe, L.A., if I remember right. It, it feeds a lot of California, and that's kind of the way prayer is. It's a dynamo. It's a powerful, powerful force to be reckoned with. Amen? And yet again, we must do it. We must do it to see that power go to work in our lives. It's not something that's just going to happen. We have got to call forth things. Hallelujah. You want miracles? You want signs? You want wonders? Pray, pray, pray. Amen? Situations will turn around. Healings will begin to happen. The dead will be raised back to life when people get a hold of God, grab a hold of the horns of the altar, and don't let go and keep praying and praying and praying. Amen? Look out, look out, world. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to look. In fact, he gives an example here in the verses following this, verse 17 and 18. It talks about the effectual fervent prayer. And then following that, it talks about Elijah. Anybody ever heard of Elijah? He was a man that was just like you and me. Amen. In fact, it says it here. Elijah was a human being. With a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. Is that powerful prayer? He was trying to teach Ahab and Jezebel a lesson, wasn't he? And then we find here after, he said, it's not going to, he stood in front of him and said, it's not going to rain until I tell it to rain. Wow. Powerful. Amen. And then he goes back, and then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Man, here's a man controlling the weather. <laughs> Is that powerful? Any of y'all ever prayed the weather around? I know Pam tells, talks about mom. Mom used to do that. Pam was, has told me before there'd be a tornado or something heading towards uh, Hinton or some, you know, over there, and mom would begin to pray, and that tornado, you'd see it on the, well, it looks like it's going to turn and go around a different direction here, the newscaster would say. Anybody ever done that? Had the weather changed because of your prayers? So, getting back to prayer, we've, we've got to uh, realize how important, number one, 
that prayer is in our lives. We're going to look at, over the next few weeks, ten different types of prayer. Did you realize there are different types of prayer in the Bible? And we're not doing these in any necessarily order of importance. I'm just going to do them alphabetically. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says it this way. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with what? All kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Different what kinds of prayer? We're going to start first of all. I mean, A is the first letter in the alphabet. (laughs) Amen. Agreement. The prayer of agreement. Anybody ever use that prayer? Hallelujah. Prayer of agreement. Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 19 says, And I say unto you that if any two of you shall what? Agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. I want to say this today right at the start too. Uh, this, This series is going to be powerful. So if you'd like to take notes, I see some of you already got pens out. If you've got a phone you can turn it to the note page and take notes or uh, we'll even shoot you we'll make it easy for you I can even give you a copy of our outline here at the end of the service but uh, I shouldn't have told you that right Uh, that that would be too easy I'd be spoiling you but you you may want to write something down this is going to be some powerful powerful stuff if you look at the word agree agreement it's symphonio what does that remind you of symphony Harmonious, right? Harmony, agreement. You're, you're coming in agreement with somebody. It's, you're coming in accord. You're sounding together. You know, this band up here, when, when everyone's in proper tune and we hit the note together without a drummer, no, no. We had a, a bomb. What, what do you call the thing that you, yeah, that, that thing right here, we had this today. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we, we here at the church, we, we tune to 440. Anybody know what that is? 440 hertz. Uh, because if, if, if Terry's down here tuning at 440 and she's at 432 and he's at, uh, you know, 448 or something, we got problems. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of dissonance, right? It's going to be a clash. It's not going to be harmonious. And you're going to be going, what's going on up there? with the band. You know, I've played music for so many years, I can almost identify 440. I can tell when the guitars are, and Terry shaking his head, and some of you that play by ear, you can tell when you pick up your instrument. Now, this, this instrument right here, it always stays at, at 440. It's electronically programmed, but these other instruments, they have strings on them, and due to temperature change in this building, they can, I mean, you know, things contract and expand. So they have to check. That's the first thing a good musician does when they, when they pick up their instrument. Is they check it to make sure it's in tune because they want to be in harmony with the rest of the band, right? If you're good at what you're playing. Now, some people just pick it up and just have a good time, right? But we, have, we are blessed with skilled musicians here today. So when, when their wavelengths aren't canceling out each other, and they're all in 440, and they're all hitting that note right at the bam, the same split second. It produces a powerful effect out here. Amen? Somebody's like, 
is this music class or is this, <laughs> is this preaching series here? I'm going somewhere with this, okay? All right. It's, it, you, if you're not a musician, you may not understand that. But it's, it's the same way in prayer. When you ask someone to come in agreement with you, you're asking them to, to come in symphony and harmony with you. And one person put it this way, literally, stand in your shoes with you. I don't ask just anybody to pray the prayer of agreement with me. I want to make sure that they are in agreement with me. There's people that are highly opinionated, and, and, and they may not be able to come into agreement with you. They might start trying to change what God has put in your spirit by their high opinion. Uh, their opinion here and and God has given you an opinion he's given you something to pray about so you got to be very careful who you select to come into agreement with you are you with me today you're literally asking them to again symphonize with you and it can be different needs in your life it can be a difficult situation that you're facing it can be a person out of God's will it can be a need in your family a need in your business a lot of different things where you're where God may lay it on your heart to talk to someone and say, I just need someone to come into agreement with me for this situation. It happens here at this, at this church quite frequently. Different ones of you, you trust somebody and you, you, you have something on your heart. And you may not want to share it with the whole body, but you just want someone in agreement with you. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse number 12 says this, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. The power of agreement. I like what he says here. They can stand back to back. Now, if I'm fighting enemies, my view right now is about 180. I can, I can vaguely, I'm looking this direction, but I can see Corey right here. And I can see there's someone over here. I can see this guitar. I can get back to about about right here. About 180 is all I can see. Are you with me? Everybody familiar with 360 degrees, right? <laughs> I can see about 180, but you know, if I've got uh, uh, Colin standing here behind me back to back, we got it covered, don't we? You ain't coming in. No way around us to attack. The, is the prayer of agreement important? Amen. The enemy sometimes when we're just praying by ourselves, he'll We'll, we'll be guarding this side, but here he comes, slipping in on the back side. Oh, you know, so you're, you're, you know, you're, you're like a, a bull in a china closet, right? <laughs> you're, you're trying to, to move around and fight him off. So the prayer of agreement is important. In fact, in this same Ecclesiastes 4, it says this, too. I, I love the analogy here, too. Verse 9 and 10 of Ecclesiastes 4, two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. Teamwork, amen? Teamwork. And it goes on. Uh, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. <laughs> Hell, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Are you with me? You might remember that. Hell, I've fallen and I can't. Yeah, so do you see that this prayer is very important? The prayer of agreement. And the, the goal of this series is to train you, disciple you, to know what kind of prayer to pray. Amen. I think as you, you know, we, we pray, but sometimes are we just using vain repetitions and just, you know, 
if you're not careful in your prayer life, you can, you, you can just come to a place where it's habitual type stuff. So I pray that during this series, as we go through this, you will understand when, uh, when to use this type of prayer and when to use that type of prayer. Amen? Because in agreement, in the prayer of agreement, you are literally multiplying your spiritual strength. As we talked about the wavelengths, amen? It's multiplying, and it has an effect. Amen. How many understand the prayer of agreement now? Hallelujah. So, here we go. One last scripture. Deuteronomy 32, 30. I love this, too. It says, one can chase a thousand. Two can chase two thousand, right? No. Ten thousand. So, the prayer of agreement. Powerful, powerful prayer. Use it, okay? Use it, okay? Hallelujah. Woo! Maybe we need to stop and have a praise session here for a little bit. Get everybody woke up. Hallelujah. Oh, you're taking notes. That's what it is. Okay. He's really soaking it up. All right. Sometimes we misread people up here. We're thinking like, okay, are those folks getting anything out there? But, yeah, you're, you're taking notes. That's good. Number two. How many know A, B? Binding and loosing. Woo, son. Is that a powerful prayer? The prayer of binding and loosing. And it's actually in the verse right before the verse that we used here on the prayer of agreement. Matthew 18, 18 says it this way. Ready, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let's also go back a couple chapters to Matthew 16, verse 19. I'll give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whoa! The keys! I got some. Thank you, in my pocket. Hallelujah. The keys to the kingdom of heaven. How many would like to know what it is? Here it is. And whatsoever you'll bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you'll loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, there's a lot going on here in the verses leading up to this. So sometimes I teach our, our minister's training class. You've got to go back and read the verses before. You've got to read the verses after. So there's, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Jesus, you know, they've been out ministering, him and the disciples, and he's... He's asking them, hey, what's the word on the street? What's the word on the street? Who do people say that I am? What have you heard out there? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah, some Jeremiah, or some other prophet. But Jesus looks at Peter, and he says, who, who do you say that I am? Ooh, wow. Who do you say? That I am. Did Peter give a good answer? Ooh, the chill bumps thinking about. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What an answer. Amen. Hallelujah. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Did Peter believe? Yes, he did. That statement right there meant a lot to Jesus, don't you know? Because he, he tells him, that's when he goes into this. He told him, he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Peter. My father 
showed you this? How many's ever been shown something by the Father? Was Jesus revealed to you by the Father? Amen. Some people have a head knowledge of Jesus. They've heard about Jesus, but is he alive inside of you? Amen. Hallelujah. Have you got revelation on who Jesus is? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Peter, wow. Wow, you are listening. You are getting something. Wow. He said, you know what? I'm going to give you. He first of all said, I'm going to build, upon, the, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I'm going to use you mightily, Peter. And he said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. And that's when he said this. Wow. I'm giving you authority to bind and to loose things that are bound in heaven and things that are loosed in heaven. You're going to able, be able to do it here on earth as well. Wow. If you look at the word bind, and there's a lot of different, you know, if you, if you Google uh, Binding and loosen, you'll get about five different opinions, or maybe ten, of what this particular verse means. I'm going to give you my opinion today, okay? All right, and we're going to see. If you look at the word bind, it's to forbid by an indisputable authority. To forbid by an indisputable authority. In fact, there's no authority greater when we bind up the powers of darkness and the powers of the enemy. Amen? We have the authority to bind up wicked spirits that are operating against men and women and against nations even. Amen? Amen. Bind up to forbid. Luke chapter 10 goes along with this too. Verse number 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And that's... Uh, referencing demonic powers, basically, right here. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. How do I have power over all the enemy? Through Jesus Christ. He defeated him. Amen. On the cross. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that power has been given to you and to me. We have the power, the keys to the kingdom to bind up and to loose. Amen? Woo! That is, that is good stuff. The, the battle zone is where demonic forces are trying to advance their agenda. They're trying to rob. They're trying to steal. They're trying to destroy kingdoms, rulers, missionaries, Pastors, you, your kids. Are there demonic powers at work out there? Amen. I can give you probably 20 different scriptures that will prove this, that they are out there, and we should not be ignorant, amen, of their devices. That's what's wrong is the church just wants to go along here and play patty cake, right? We love Jesus, and that's good. That's a great message, the love of Jesus. How rich and the doxology and we praise you and we exalt you but we need to be training up people to know how to bind and to loose amen and to do spiritual warfare folks against the powers of darkness i'm tired of him stealing stuff and destroying lives i'm sick of it hallelujah 
And I'm going to do my part to defeat him. I'm going to pray this prayer. Amen? When I know there's demonic forces that are involved in a family that's about to be destroyed, guess what I'm going to be praying? I'm going to be praying the prayer of binding and loosing. I bind up spiritual powers and wickedness in high places that are trying to ruin this family and destroy them. And I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to move in their lives, to flow in their home, to flow in their business and everything that involves their life. Hallelujah. Praise God. We better know how to bind up and loose. That word in the Greek is dio, dio, to forbid by an indisputable authority. To loose is luo, to permit by an indisputable authority. What do we need to permit and allow? Ministering spirits, amen? Angels. Anybody believe in angels? Anybody ever seen an angel? Anybody besides me? Okay. Few of you out there, you've seen an angel. Hallelujah. It, it's, a, it's a great occurrence. You don't forget it, do you? I've seen them two times in my life. And wow, man, they are real. <clears throat> so they are real. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 says this Are not the angels all ministering spirits? Quote, servants, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. Say, that's me. That's me. Amen. That's me. Hallelujah. I've got angels camped around about me. I say it quite frequently when I'm out on the road or doing something that's dangerous. I've been known to hang from, from ladders that are up 30 feet tall, you know. And I've been up, I've been, my, I've had my head up. I had my head up through the top of this ceiling before, but I was on a lift on top of a ladder reaching up. I said, ministering spirits, <laughs> angels, uh, I need you pretty close here. Right now it's a long ways to the ground. Amen. Praise God. We had a drama department out in the church that I pastored out in Hobbs, New Mexico, and uh, I, I was known to ride motorcycles quite a bit back then, and I know they did a little, I don't remember that, Jason. Did a little skit for Pastor Appreciation Day or something. And he came up, I'm his angels, and he had a had a motorcycle <laughs> helmet on and uh, stuff, and said, "Man, he keeps me busy." <laughs> Amen. But ministering spirits. Back to the chase here. You and I can have an impact in the heavenlies. You can have an impact literally on world affairs. Amen? Ooh, let that get down in your spirit. The power of prayer. Now, it's not going to come with one of those little prayers where you just get down and, and do it. Now, lay me down to sleep. I pray the, pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember all the rest of it. You learn that as a child. So many people, don't, they never develop their prayer life. They just, and again, Talking to God is great. I'm not discounting just you sharing from your heart. And the Holy Spirit will sometimes come in, and you're not worrying about whether you're praying the prayer of agreement or the prayer of binding and loosing. But I'm telling you, I believe there is a room in our prayer life to know what kind of prayer to pray, pray for certain situations instead of just uh, going through the motions of, uh, of saying some words here. Praise God. You know, we need to, you know, I mentioned world affairs. I think. This is a word for somebody. We need to quit whining about how bad it is. 
and start praying. That'll preach, won't it? Hallelujah. Got the Republicans and the Democrats whining and la rah, rah, and he does that. And then the other one gets in power and they do this and that and back and forth and it's demonic. It really is. We pray. We're just going to pray. We're going to pray that God will be in control of nations, especially the United States of America. He can move people out. He can change situations. He can move senators, congressmen, presidents. It doesn't matter the title after the end of their name. They're just a person. Are you with me? I serve a great and mighty, wonderful, powerful God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. You know, there's an example of spiritual warfare in the Bible. Anybody remember a guy named Daniel? His last vision that he saw, he was in prayer, and, he, and we're going to talk about fasting next. I'll go ahead and give you the third one here. These two kind of go, go together. In Daniel chapter 10, he had fasted for 21 days, and nothing had happened. All right? Just pray, 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 pray. Eventually, Michael, one of the archangels, came and told him, said, Yeah, we heard your supplications, we heard your prayers, but the prince of Persia, one of the demonic forces, had us tied up for about 21 days here. But now uh, uh, I went and helped. Are you with me? There was a, it doesn't give the name of the first angel, but Michael was called to help, and they kicked the, the other guy's rear. Are you with me? The bad guy. So we see the power of binding and loosing and also of fasting. He was fasting during this time without wine, without several different things there. Uh, the Bible lists. You can read it for yourself, Daniel chapter 10, if you're taking notes. So Michael eventually came and helped and came to his rescue. So again, there, if, if you want some illustration, there's a lot of different examples of binding and loosing. There's a lot of different scriptures on fasting. So we're just kind of uh, hitting the highlights today. Fasting. Anybody know anything about fasting? Amen. Again, it's something that uh, we talk about, but how many like to eat? <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> there's more than that here, I know. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Are you with me? We like it, don't we? Anybody have favorite food that you like? Chicken fry with white cream gravy and mashed potatoes and cheddar's carrots and making. Don't leave now, please. We got a few more minutes here. Okay, hallelujah. Just uh, man, some of Angie's muffins. She makes the best muffins. I had two of them this week already. Praise God. You can tell. But anyway, we, we like to eat. But fasting is a way of denying that, that fleshly desire, is it not? We're going to look at it today, and this is, a, this is a strong scripture right here in my spirit. Joel 2, verse number 12, says this, Therefore also now says the Lord, Turn and keep on coming to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, until every hindrance is removed. And the broken fellowship is restored. Oh, man. With what? With fasting, with weeping, 
and with mourning. Have you ever wept for your nation? Have you ever wept and cried out, amen, just from the depths of your spirit? And, and fasting is something, again, I, uh, uh, I'm going to be doing more of. Now, we're going to learn that it's not something that you go around boasting about, amen? Matthew, what is it, chapter 6, I believe it is in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talked about that. The Pharisees and the different ones were good at disfiguring themselves to make it look like they had really been <laughs> crying and weeping and gnashing of teeth before God. It's something that we do in secret, amen? It's something that, but we are denying our flesh. It's, it means, the word fast means to abstain from food, basically. And, and I want to add, or other things, to spend time with God because uh, food intake, you know, let's say it takes you 20 minutes for breakfast, lunch, and, and, and supper. You know, you've, you've only got an hour tied up there of eating, right? Some, some people spend five times that on media devices. Are you with me? You know, the computer screen, just on and on. So uh, we're, we're going to call a fast here at the house before we leave. I'm going to tell you about it. And some people can't fast from food due to health reasons, and I'm not telling you to fast if, uh, if that would be against your doctor's advice. But there's a blessing that comes from fasting. There's a blessing. You want power in your life? You're tired of fighting the devil round after round after round. Jesus, you know, the disciples were trying to cast out some demonic activity. He said, this kind comes not out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. Sadly today, it's almost a, lo a lost practice in the church today. John Wesley, the great Methodist preacher, he had his congregation fast one day a week. He fasted too, Wednesdays and Fridays. But he called on his congregation, I want you to fast one day a week. And man, did God do some great and powerful things. Wow. Just, just you know, you read of his life and the account of his life, what God did. And I know this is not a shout-me-down sermon today. I'm going to tell you it's good for us. Amen. It's that coach having his halftime talk something happened yesterday with those Sooners at the halftime talk right that coach you know here they were you know almost behind and he went in there and expressed his heart this is me telling you we have got to fast and we've got to pray like we've never prayed before if we want to see this church really be the church that I, I know I know what God wants it to be. And yet I've got to have some help, some people, some prayer warriors. Did I say that sometime? We, what was the first thing? We need what? Prayer warriors. Prayer warriors. Hallelujah. Let me finish up here. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's reasons for fasting. There's no set rules as to how long, how often. Uh, in the Bible, sometimes they were just one-day fast. There were a few uh, illustrations of 40 days. Jesus did a 40-day, didn't he? Moses did a 40-day, several different uh, examples there. Sometimes it's a, a corporate fast. Sometimes it's an individual fast. Are you with me? So a lot, of, a lot of stuff here, but the reasons for it, if you're under chastening, if you're in need, if you're in danger, if you're in spiritual conflict, if you're under temptation, and, to, and lastly, to fight off demonic strongholds. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. It draws us closer to God, and it strengthens our faith, does it not? Hallelujah. I'm hurrying here. I didn't realize how the time. I'm, I'm having a good time. Are y'all? Are you getting anything from this? Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. It will restore your relationship with Jesus Christ. It will quicken the word in your heart. You talk about a personal revival. <laughs> it will happen. Amen. Angie, you've been doing some of it, haven't you? Amen. You talk about a personal revival, and it, it'll flow out to others. Man, you'll, you'll, man it'll give you a, a heart of compassion for people and for souls and just quicken so many things. Here's three, three things to do when you're talking about fasting. It's not just absence from food. Are you with me? That's dieting. <laughs> a difference in dieting and fasting, okay? Hallelujah. Dieting is when you... You know, don't eat. <laughs> but fasting is you don't eat, and you spend that time in communion and in fellowship with God. Number one, prayer time. Amen. Communion. Waiting on God. Listening to God. Hallelujah. Number two, praise during this time. Some people start with that. I love of a morning when I'm praying to start with praise. I don't know, the model prayer. I think is kind of where I learned that many years ago as a young man. Some people call it the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. So what's the first thing that's going on in that prayer? Praise to God. And then the last line of that prayer ends with what? Praise to God. So we start with praise and we end with praise. And at some point in there we can make our petitions known uh, unto God. But prayer and then praise. We focus on him, what he's done. We glorify him. And number three, it's also a great time for Bible study. Get into his word. Amen. Meditate on him. Have an appointment with God. Hallelujah. Anybody still use appointment planners? Anybody? I, I use pieces of paper. I used to for years. Well, I do. I actually have a, what I call a game plan for the week with my business. And sometimes it's real estate, church, and a lot of other things on that, on that game plan. But so many times we make all these appointments for the week, but the most important appointment we can make is with God. Amen. I call it my God time. My God time. Amen. And nothing is going to get in the way of that. Believe me, the devil's going to try to cause something to happen. About the time you get in there, the kids are hollering or the phone's ringing or something. You got to, what does he say in, in Matthew 6 there? Shut yourself. Get in, in. Shut yourself in. Get into your prayer. What? Closet. Shut the door. And don't let anything distract you during that time. Have an appointment with God. Put him on your schedule every day. The enemy, as I said, will try to battle you. He'll try to pull you away. He doesn't want you to advance in the kingdom of God. And uh, again, uh, fasting is so, so very important. Are you getting something from this today? Let's stand here. I'm going to find a landing place here. Hallelujah. The title of this sermon was The Secret to Great Power. The Secret. The Effectual Fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available. Let's say it together. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available. If you're battling something in your own self and you're having a hard struggle with it, why not give it to God? Amen? Why not allow him to take over that situation 
and, and watch God work. Amen? Watch God begin to work and move in that situation in your life. With our heads bowed this, this morning as Sheila's playing softly there on the, on the keyboard. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for this day. Lord, it's a day that I'm going to remember. September the 11th. Lord God, as we talk about prayer and its importance. God, I'm believing, I'm believing for some things to turn around in this body of Christ. But advancement, people that have been under the attack of the enemy, breakthrough, Lord, we preached on it just a few weeks ago. Appointments, assignments, ministry, giftings, so many things, Lord God. Facilities, facilities, powers of darkness broken, Lord. It's going to come through people praying. You said, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, things will begin to happen. I'll heal their land. I'll forgive their sins. And on and on, the power of prayer, the secret of great power, Lord, is a great prayer life. So, Lord, I pray today that you call forth prayer warriors, not only for this church, not only for this city, not only for this nation, but the world, the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just pray today that you open your ears to the Holy Spirit right now. I'm fixing to ask you if you'd like to be a prayer warrior. I'm going to warn you in advance. If you'd like to step up today and say, I want to be a prayer warrior in the kingdom of God. There's some people, there's some things in my own family, there's some situations that I'm not gaining ground. In fact, the enemy is continually battling me and taking more and more, and I want to put him to a stop. I'm going to, today, standing here with God as my witness, I'm going to commit to a more diligent, committed prayer life. Amen. Hallelujah. You talk to God about it right now as she sings this song, and I'm going to come back in just a minute and see if that might be you that God wants to use as a prayer warrior.
today and mind up raised hand you'd say the Lord is calling me to more of a life of prayer would you just slip your hand up today across this building yes yes many many hands going up more to a life of prayer and this next question I'm going to ask you I don't want you to show your hands but because it is something that's done in secret but I'm going to start declaring Monday a day of fasting it's the start of the week we're coming up on one of the most important feasts, the Feast of Trumpets here in a couple of weeks, uh, Rosh Hashanah. And it's the start of the new year in the Jewish calendar. It's coming up September the 25th on the day that we actually have the big back to church celebration. And I'm just going to ask you, if you would, if that day will work for you. If not, pick another day. But would you fast with me? There's four things that I'm fasting about for this church, all of its families, for facilities. There's a lot of different ministries that are ready to burst forth and spring forth, and we need, we need our own place. I'm going to ask you to fast with me about that. For new families and salvations, healings, and deliverance, that every time we come together, People will get saved, people will get healed, they'll get delivered from the power of the enemy. Are you with me? And lastly, I'm going to ask you to pray for the upcoming election that's due in November. Again, as we learned today, your prayers have an impact on world affairs and on nations. And so we're going to quit whining about things here and we're going to pray for God to send in godly men and women into every position. From the president to, I know he's not up this, this term, but we're, for, for all these uh, senators and representatives, for God to put his man or his woman in those places. And that this nation will turn back to God. This nation will turn back to God and declare uh, uh, to the world that we are a Christian nation, number one. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing right there. We, this nation was founded, amen, on Christian principles, amen. We are a Christian nation. So if you can do that for pastor, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The power of prayer. The power of prayer. So I want us just to close today with a prayer. I know that uh, prayer is something that's going to be done in your home, in your prayer closets. And... Uh, Again, we had uh, stay and pray last week. If you want to stay and pray, these altars 
are open now for as long as you want to stay and pray. But the main thing we're going to do is be in prayer and agreement in our homes, driving down the road in our cars, wherever uh, we may be. Lord, thank you for the power of prayer. Hallelujah. It is the secret to great power in our lives and our families. Lord God, we must not just talk about it, but we must do it. And I thank you for these that have raised their hand today, that have committed to prayer. Lord, we've learned today about the prayer of agreement, coming into agreement with someone, two or three, whoever we can trust to come into agreement with us. We've learned about binding and loosing, forbidding and permitting and allowing, forbidding the, the Spirit to attack us and allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, to loose the bands in men's hearts and lives, Lord. We've learned about fasting, Lord. So I just thank you for people, God, that have heard your voice. The Holy Spirit has nudged them today in this altar time. They are committed to prayer. Lord, it's a, it's a commitment they make to you, not to me, but to you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. Lord, we're going to watch you do your work, Lord, as we pray and call upon you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, in advance for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. God bless you.